Hi there, and welcome to the Accepted Authority Podcast. My name is Greg Roworth, and each week on the Accepted Authority Podcast, we discuss topics around the process of attracting premium level clients to your consultancy practice consistently and predictably. And to do that, we focus on the strategy of authority positioning. In today's episode, I want to talk about creating demand for your services. Instead of waiting around for referrals or being active in networking to try to get referrals, I want to talk about a process that we use to create demand for our services so that we have our clients or potential clients reaching out to us to almost be at the point of demanding that we take them on as a client. Now, for a lot of consultants, the process of winning new work, winning new clients can be very challenging. And it really comes down to relying on referrals because the process of attracting new clients and creating demand for your own services is something that most of us never have been taught. Uh, we come into our profession having learnt the technicalities of what we do, We're, and particularly for most of us as consultants, we wouldn't have gone into business in the first place for ourselves if we weren't good at what we do. So it's a given that you are an expert in your field. Now, to be able to leverage that expertise, creating a level of authority in your market is the best strategy that I've seen and that I've used to create demand for my services. And by that, I mean being proactive in being out there to be seen by my target market and to be positioning myself as an expert in my field so that my premium level clients are coming to me more consistently than getting referrals even. And I'm not saying anything wrong with getting referrals. That's great. It shows that you're doing a, a great job and it's proof that you are an expert in your field. However, you can't rely on referrals to grow your business successfully. We need to get to the point if we want to grow a consulting business rather than be involved in just doing the practice of consulting, then we need to be proactively marketing our businesses, marketing our services, and being presented as an expert or an authority in our field. So to be seen as an expert, we need to be continually building assets that demonstrate our expertise. But let me let me break this down because often there's a level of confusion about what marketing really is in the consultancy realm. We tend to think that marketing our services happens just like we see other products being marketed. We think we need to have a website that offers our array of services, presents uh, our services and you know our website talks about who we are 
and what we do. Now, if you've followed this podcast in the past, you will have noted me saying that that is the wrong way to approach marketing consultancy services. If all we're doing is talking about who we are and what we do, there tends to be a lack of relevancy and a lack of connection with our ideal target market. So how do we overcome that that barrier, that lack of understanding of how to market ourselves successfully? So I want to break this down into really talking about fundamental business practice in terms of what's required to grow a successful business. Now, obviously, in a consultancy business, we're looking to develop relationships with clients that we retain for the long term. Now, the worst business model that you can ever develop is a business model where you win a client, you do a service, and then you never see those clients ever again. And I know there are a number of consultancy operations that operate that way. We get into a situation where we offer a particular service or a solution to a particular type of client, but it's a one-off solution that they never need from us ever again. And that is going to make your business life really difficult. So my answer to that question of how do we build a business that is based on having a long-term relationship with clients who love what we do and get results from what we do and are willing to keep paying us month after month after month, maybe year after year after year, like some of my clients have done. It's about being able to solve a number of different problems and being able to solve problems that stack on each other so that when we solve a particular problem for our clients, we're then able to solve the next problem that they have because we've solved that initial problem. For example, if we have a service like mine where my focus is on helping my clients achieve consistency and predictability around client acquisition, when we've solved that problem for them, the next problem tends to be how do we grow our business and scale our business by getting the right personnel on board to help us continue to grow and to take advantage of the extra demand for our services that we've created. So in your business, think about what is the logical extension of your initial service that you might provide to most of your clients. Now, if you have an array of different services, sometimes that service can be designed and your business model can be designed in a cyclical manner so that one service follows on from the next one and you're able to move a client from one service to the next. And when you get around that circle, often there's the possibility that you start at the beginning again to take them to the next next level. And that's what I've been able to achieve um, in my business, not by starting at any particular point, but I've had a one-point start 
where all of my clients start at a particular point and then they progress through the different natural extensions of what happens after I solve problem one, what comes next? And after I solve problem two, what's the next logical problem that my clients are going to have and how do I solve that? And build systems into my business that helps the clients move through that cycle so that when they've completed the cycle, there's a natural desire to go back and do it all again, but at the next level. Because in growing and scaling a business, we can continue to expand on doing things that require a different solution when we get to the next level. Even though it's the same service that we provide, we're actually providing that service to solve a higher level problem than what we solved the previous time around. So think about how you can satisfy your client's demand for your services in that cyclical way or in that hierarchical way where you're able to extend your lifetime value to your clients by being able to solve the next problem that you create by solving their first problem. So what we've talked about so far is the fundamental business aspect of fulfilling the demand that your clients have. In consulting, we call that delivery. We call it the provision of our services. It's the fundamental work that we have learned in our profession. It's the fundamental services that we were built to provide and our businesses were built to provide those services. So demand satisfaction is what our businesses do. However, the other side of that fundamental equation of being able to satisfy the demand that our clients have is to actually be able to create that demand in the first place. And that's where a lot of consulting firms miss the boat. They're so focused on demand satisfaction and relying on referrals to bring in clients ready to have that demand satisfied that we've never learned effectively how to create demand in our target market so that our clients are then coming to us wanting our services without having to require a referral to get to that point. So how do we go about the process of creating demand for our services and creating demand for our ideal clients, the perfect clients that we want to work with? So there's really three different levels or three different elements of demand creation that I've discovered. And this is where many consulting firms also fall short of the mark in terms of looking at marketing as almost a one or two shot exercise. And in by saying that, I mean, we want people to reach out to us so that we can then sell them our services. So we look at marketing in that short 
short-term, short-focused way of maybe looking at marketing as creating ads that get people to respond so that we can then enter the sales process with them. Now, what I've found over my 30 years in business and the last 25 of those in the consulting world is that when we make that process too short, we create huge barriers to be able to proceed smoothly along that process. If we're asking our clients to reach out to us before they're ready, then we make the sales process very resistant. There's a lot of resistance from our clients when we try to sell them. And that creates pressure for both parties. It creates pressure from us as consultants to try and convince the particular potential clients in front of us at the time that they need our services. And to do that in a short space of time is a very difficult process. However, that's where many consultants find themselves getting into a sales situation where they're presenting what they do and being asked to present a proposal. So even if we do a halfway good job of our sales process, we haven't done enough to convince those potential clients that they need to work with us. And just based on fundamental human relationship principles, when we in our consultancy practice want to build a relationship, a long-term relationship with a particular client, we can't expect that to happen in one quick sales meeting or even two quick sales meetings. So when we get to the point of our initial investigation and discovery process where we're ready to talk to our clients about what we do and how we can serve them, we're often at that point met with, okay, sounds interesting, send me a proposal and we'll think it through. So we haven't really achieved anything uh, apart from building a level of interest where the client maybe thinks that it could be interesting to work together, but then when they get our proposal, how often do we win those proposals? Usually that is the end of the road for a lot of proposals hitting the um, well, the digital equivalent of the waste paper bin. That's where a lot of proposals used to end up and now they end up in this ether of unknown quantity, unknown space where our clients maybe receive our proposals, but do they even read them thoroughly? Do they just look at the last last page where we've mentioned our price and they think, wow, that's, that's not what I was expecting or that's too much? And so they don't fully understand the potential return on investment for investing the money in our services. So how do we overcome that problem? And in recent research that I've been seeing and research done by Microsoft, what the research tells us is, is that before a sale is made these days, 
there needs to be many more touch points or many more points of contact between a vendor and a purchaser before a sale is made. And they are saying that there typically needs to be 12 touch points before the majority of sales are made. Yes, there are at times some sales are made earlier on in that process, but if you don't have a system of creating demand that includes at least 12 touch points or contact points where you're communicating with your potential clients over a course of a number of weeks, months, years even, then you are losing opportunities because people need that time to develop trust and they need time to understand your expertise and they need time to understand what you have to offer them. So if your marketing system is about advertising to get a response and then trying to sell, you're making your life extremely difficult and you're making the sales process probably more than you're actually capable of selling effectively. Now, there may be some who are listening to this who are really good at selling and you can make that process work. Hats off to you. I wish I was that good a salesperson. I've never been able to achieve that level of, well, sales proficiency. But what I have been able to achieve is a high level of sales success by building a demand creation system that brings my clients into the sales meeting pre-sold, willing to see me as the authority in the process and ready to request my services before I have to convince them of anything. In fact, the sales process or the sales meeting is more about, are we a good fit? Are you a better client for me? No. Are you the right client to get the most benefit from my services? Because when we have that fit, then we can assure you that our services are going to give you a return on your investment. So it's a very seamless process where clients come into a sales meeting already prepared, already understanding what we have to offer, already understanding the value that we provide to them and wanting us to be able to provide that service. So when you have your clients coming to you wanting to buy, and all you have to do is assure them that, yes, it's a good fit, you are the right sort of client for us, then there's no send us a proposal. It's like, where do I sign? When can we start? How good would it be to flip that situation if you're getting the semi-proposal response more often than not, how good would that be for you to be getting the response of when can we start and where do I sign? Now, that's what you can do if you build a demand creation system in your marketing. Now, that demand creation system is about much more than two steps in the process as Microsoft has shown there's at least 12 steps that are required. So it comes about to how can we build that system? And to me, 
It's about, first of all, identifying people who are interested in solving a problem. It's not yet about are there people out there who want to buy our services because our services aren't relevant to people who don't, first of all, know that they have a problem to solve and know that they want to solve that problem. So the first step in our process is to enter the conversation that's already in the mind of the client. They're thinking about the problem that they solve. So the marketing material we put out is content around the problem that my typical clients have. And most of my content at that initial stage of intersection with a potential client is focused on them and their problems, not me and my services. So there's a huge difference in that. I'm creating content that is relevant to a client and content that they want to consume because they're interested in solving that problem. The next step then is providing a mechanism to take them into an ongoing communication process. So to enroll them in ongoing communication in a way where they're putting their hand up to say, I want to know more from you. I want to know more about how you might be able to solve my problem. You need to be able to create that sort of mechanism that gives your clients an opportunity then to request that you are doing marketing to them. So you want willing participants in the process. So the first step is to build a mechanism to create willing participants in your marketing process. And then the third step is to be able to educate them around the gap between where they are and where they want to be and how they bridge that gap. When you can educate your potential clients, your premium clients, the most ideal clients that you love to work with, when you can educate them about the best way to solve their problem, your level of authority goes up exponentially and the level of trust in you goes up in the same degree so that when they see that is the process that they need to solve their problem, they're the ones reaching out to say, please help me. Not even can you help me because they know that you can help them at that point. They're coming to you saying, please take me on as a client. I need your help. I need your process. I need you to help me solve my problem. That's what a demand creation machine can do in your business, in your consultancy business, when you want to create a consistent and predictable flow of ideal clients coming to you ready to sign up for your services. So hopefully you see the benefit of that. Hopefully you see what that demand creation machine can achieve for you and your business if you pay time and attention to building that system. And when I say building a system, there's time and effort that needs to go into building a system. But once a system is built, the system works for you to generate that demand from your, from your clients. So once you put in the time and effort to build the system, your time and effort doesn't need to go into those process of, of creating opportunities. That is an automatic system and process that built into your business that happens almost without you. 
So if you'd like to know more about how to create a system like that in your business, then I recommend you go to my website at businessflightpath.com, all one word, businessflightpath.com, and download the free information that we provide there. Or if you'd like to speak to me directly about how we can help you build your demand creation system in your business, then reach out to me either through the contacts opportunities on the website or through LinkedIn or Facebook. You'll find me if you search for me there and you'll be able to reach out directly and uh, ask to have a chat. Uh, I'd love to get involved in seeing whether we're a good fit to help you solve your demand creation problems. So that's it for the Accepted Authority podcast today. I would really love to find out more about you and your situation and see what we can do to accelerate your results. So I look forward to seeing you again on the Accepted Authority podcast and look forward to also having more personal interactions with you to help you solve your problems and help you become the accepted authority. So that's it for this week. Regular Worth Out.